again to the XYZ podcast where we talk about entertainment and the creative process. Yeah, that's our intro. Yeah. Uh, I'm the Z. I'm Zach Goldberger. I'm Eco Lou. I'm the Y. And today our X Factor is... Me. Uh, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I'm Rick Sunderman. I didn't know there was a whole transition thing there. but No, that's uh, cool. No. It doesn't matter. Also, every time you say your name, I gotta go, because oh, I feel okay. like I do I that. Gotta, I'm so off. We, uh, we haven't recorded in a while. Yeah, we haven't recorded in a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And, I, and, you know, I think of you and I think of, you know, I still, oh, yeah. I still think of that. It's a snapping point. And to be fair, uh, I'm sure we'll do a little background in a minute. Uh, that's still a move I do all the time. I'll walk through the yeah. office. See someone I know, finger snap at a point. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, there might be a, a wink, like "What's up?" You know that type of thing. But oh man, you're yeah. made to you, you're you're an office man. I'm yeah, I'm probably you're a cool office guy. Uh, the least douchiest douchebag you could probably find in a lot of ways. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm the guy that probably have a cup of coffee and stroll to your desk, like Zach Eco. What's up? And you're like, oh, fuck, he's, he's coming here. And then I'll probably talk about nothing. And okay. like, you're not going to ask for the TPS reports? No, no TPS reports. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a bit of history. Uh, we know Zach, again, also from Iowa. Have we ever had anybody that's not from Iowa? I didn't know Daryl from Iowa. I guess, yeah, that's true. Dar- we didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I kind of mentally lump him in, but that's I mean, fair. yeah. I don't know. I think he's the one guest that, like, I didn't know before we recorded. Yeah. But he's super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Rick was in our level two. I yes. think you were in the same level one. Am I right? No. 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 I was wrong. Okay. Um, well, if I, didn't, if I didn't say before, thank you for having me, by the way. I was thrown off by the, uh, the introduction intro. that we had. Yeah, yeah, no. Lot, but obviously, yeah, I'm, I'm thrown off by the introduction <laughs> for some reason. I don't know. So I think I met both of you in the second level. In level two, yeah. Um, I continue with you in level three. Yes. Although we didn't hang out that much in level three for other reasons. But yeah. Yeah, well, I think because uh, when I did IO, I did Saturday and Sunday classes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did IO for, I think, very different reasons than what a lot of people do IO for. Right. Like, yeah. um, I think the majority of people going into IO sort of are working on their comedy, working to expand yeah. their abilities, whether it be acting, writing, improv, whatever that might be. And I went in as like an ability to expand my listening and communication. And yeah. All like a work type training thing, like mm-hmm. a professional development. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I went Saturdays and Sundays and met the two of you. Uh, level four. I think I had level four with you. Right. Yeah, Craig. That particular Craig. One. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. So we had level five together too. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember. Five. I remember tan pants. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was tan pants. Yeah. Uh, and you were yikes. Which yikes. I yeah. Because as soon as he said this name is yikes, I was like, oh, he goes in class. So that was fun. But I. Yeah. That was. Yeah. I think I didn't. I didn't do five B with either one of you guys. Okay. Yeah. We were in different classes at that yeah. point. Yeah. And I haven't done any other improv outside of that. So. Oh, okay. So you you kind of you kind of stopped after that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it was uh, like a professional development thing, yeah. and I honestly I didn't think I'd go all the way to the end. Yeah. But I had such a good time doing it. Met you know great friends, including yeah. two of you. That I was like, this is fun. Why would I not want to do this on like a Saturday or Sunday afternoon? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's definitely, it's a, I think it's a great, improv is great. It's for everyone. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I fully agree with that. Yeah. Um, and then the other bit of history is that actually this podcast is, is like, uh, it's partially your creation. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, 
Uh, I, I feel like uh, when we send this to the, the petition office or whatever, uh, the trademark office, uh, yeah. we, we have to somewhat credit you or something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we, we were just all, I think, just drinking and you were like, you guys should do a thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I remember, uh, well, I guess some of the background of this is I've been in, in enough scenes with both of you that I know uh, you're very easy to do scenes with, right? Okay, yeah. Conversations can come very naturally. And whenever I was at IO or, or doing some of that stuff, uh, I you know you look around and you see the similar people all the time. I feel like I always spotted you guys together and having these conversations that yeah. if I didn't come in early enough, I would be completely lost. Because <laughs> you guys can go from like point A to point B, but you do so with like a point one, a point one point two, a point, and then like just a squiggly line all over the place, yeah, and like tangents everywhere, and all that kind of you know, fun things that come with conversation, yeah. So it just became. I think that's the last show. episode we recorded. It's just yeah, like, it's unadulterated. Yeah. That <laughs> it just it went all. Over we had a place. weird guestless episode where we just kind of we're both a little loopy, and it just yeah. it went on for like an hour and a half. And yeah. the last episode, it was the longest episode we'd recorded. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just us two, and we we're just okay. Yeah, let's keep talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's a that's you guys are both really good at that. So <laughs> yeah, it was like you two guys should go up on stage and just like hold the conversations. People, will, yeah. We'll laugh and listen. Yeah, so we morph that idea into the podcast. So yeah, because, like, I mean, it's a lot of work to make a show. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm a lazy piece of shit. Not so much you on that part. But, but I am also, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're, we do this podcast now. And now Rick's on the podcast. Now and everything's here, yeah. full circle. Yeah. 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 Where do you go from here now? Oh, man. I don't know. Ooh. Who knows? You can never top this. Oh, man. Yeah, this is it. It's all down it's all downhill from You guys are going to start bringing in casts. Like an improv troupe is going to have to now come in and do a do a thing. Oh, did I tell you? I mean, um, I mean, I, I guess this is a bit of a spoiler. But oh, the, no, no, dude. Don't say it. Don't say it on mic. I know you're, you're talking about the okay, yeah, yeah, your idea for the anniversary show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. we won't say that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone cool. just get really excited for whatever <laughs> a year from our first episode is because... Boy, do we have a plan. Yeah, that's yeah. incredibly ambitious. You guys have already planned the one-year anniversary. <laughs> it just, it's just some idea that came in my head, and I was like, huh, I would like this to happen. What would be a good occasion for this to happen? Oh, yeah, one year. One year I, I don't know if it'll work, but I kind of just – it's going to be a shit show, and I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I, want, I want to see it happen. Yeah, I don't know if it will work as a podcast, but hey, fine. Whatever. Maybe that's the one video podcast or <laughs> podcast or whatever. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. I've be... watched some of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, I guess get some cameras. And... No, we're not. I don't know. We don't want to. We don't want to talk anymore about that. We'll tell you. Yeah, all. we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll yeah. tell you. We'll tell you. I mean, you guys. Uh, I mean, I've listened to most of them. I think yeah. uh, through SoundCloud, and yeah, it was a little bit of like. What I expect a two-man show starring Iku and Zach to be. <laughs> I mean, conversations from video games, board games, yeah. TV, movies. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, that's right. It's about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's that's Iko and Zach right there. <laughs> yeah, summarize very well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, other than that, uh, I think that's pretty much all I have to do with this podcast, right? I, yeah, I, no, sure. no naming rights, no nothing. Other than uh, yeah, I think that's I all you got. The first episode, sure, yeah. yeah, I'll take it. I mean, yeah. you get like a fraction of a percent of yeah. the of, of the credit. But you well, get if, credit. It, if it gets to the one year, I feel like I get, <laughs> yeah. I get a producer or something. Get a producer credit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Associate yeah. producer. We'll yeah, throw yeah, that yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, actually, uh, I was going to room with somebody in New York originally. I did, this ended up happening, but he was actually uh, like um, like a, pro- a producer, not like a t- high level producer, but a producer for for a TV show. Mm-hmm. And actually, he mentioned, you know, we talked about it a little bit. And it was like, I told him, this sounds really cool. He's like, well, actually, I'm just kind of a middle manager. Uh, so I, it's like, it's one of those things that sounds really cool, but it's like, uh, I kind of like do like dumb shit. So do you want to be the middle manager? To sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I had a, a good friend of mine who was living in Paris at the time. He was teaching mm-hmm. English. Yeah. He was also trying to get like his art and music career going. Yeah. And I just vividly remember <clears> he <throat> came to me and he's like, I want to ask for money, but is there a way to do it and then just be like, thank you for the money. I'll try to do something that you'll like. And I was like, yeah, just tell me to give him producer credit. And he did that. It got nowhere. Uh-huh. But he at least had the uh, chance to be like, would you be my producer yeah. for whatever art or music show I'm doing? So uh, he is now a father of one and you know, doing fairly well in Paris. So cool, oh, man. Yeah. But yeah, those times when you're scraping by trying to figure out how the hell to make money and yeah, I'll sell a producer, producer credit. Yeah, sell a producer credit. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, like the way people do it on YouTube is like Patreon, right? So it's, oh yeah, it's just Kickstarter like, those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's like they constantly thank their patron, you know, the patrons, and they get get their name in the list. And of course, there's like giveaways and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So well, they I mean, get, they get, they get something do Patreon. Yeah, exactly. We should get a Patreon. I have no idea what we do. <laughs> <laughs> XYZ um, Patreon. XYZ Patreon. Yeah. XYZ Patreon. Just give us $2. That's it. That's it. We're not giving you anything extra. $2 <laughs> for a shout out on the show. $5 for a guest appearance. Oh, yeah. There you go. Special well, guest appearance. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. If you really want to be the X Factor. If you really want to be the yeah, <laughs> and we don't know who you are. Right. Yeah. Chances it is. Are, it's, Chances are, if, you, you're, if you're listening to this, we probably know who you are. So yeah. you're probably going to be on anyways. <laughs> and you'll be on the show eventually. But in the, you know, future proofing. I'd yeah. like to think there's like one guy in like North Dakota who has no connection to any of us. <laughs> yeah. Who listens to this podcast just, I don't know. They're just like, every time an episode drops, they're so excited. Yeah. You know? Some guys like middle of nowhere, yeah. North Dakota, Alaska. Loves improv, but has no way of getting into it. Yeah. So he's searching improv podcast. Yeah. He's a diehard fan of ours, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's so probably an insane person. He, he's maybe killed a couple of people. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a good chance he's yeah. building a bomb while he's listening. Yeah. yeah. And Hopefully name, that's not the case. And don't build bombs, folks. But <laughs> His name is probably Fred. Yeah. yeah. Feels like a Fred. Feels like a Fred. Feels like a Fred. That's like probably a good North Dakota name. Right? Yeah. yeah. Fred, thanks for listening, man. We... We're, we're touched. We appreciate you. We appreciate the support. Yeah. Yeah. Donate to the Patreon. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> Which doesn't currently exist. Yeah. But maybe it'll it may, exist. It may. In the maybe. You know, yeah. We'll talk about it. Off mic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so Rick, um, do you, have you ever played um, Tales from the Borderlands before? It's a, it's a Telltale game. No. We've talked about it. Of course, they close and all the thing. So, um, there's, oh, yeah. the, you, you, the finger gun thing reminded me of that because they have a whole sequence where, um, Apparently, it's, you know, they make it part of their company culture in, in, in game, in, in the in universe, where um, basically you have to react uh, realistically to all finger guns oh and finger, finger weapons. So people, people like pretend to die. There's explosions. They fly everywhere. So is it, this is a board game? This is a, this is a, uh, no, it's a, it's a computer game. It's a computer video slash, you know, yeah, it's video. Okay. Have you ever played any like yeah, the Telltale Walking Dead or Telltale Game of Thrones? It's or? like a visual novel. Choose yeah. like four dialogue options. So yeah, I have a couple of quick sounds. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Some of them are pretty good. Yeah. I've 
You've raved a lot about the Tales of War. Yeah, yeah, that's probably yeah, it's really it is really good. I was disappointed to find that it was the best because then I'm like, which where do I go from here? Is it really the best? It's one. It's very up there. It's definitely very up there. Yeah, I really like the and I'm not like I hate the show, but I really like and I'm sure I've talked about this on mic before, but the the Walking Dead one's pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wolf Among Us is really good. Yeah, I, you know, I was kind of into the Walking Dead early on, but yeah. then when you get the pattern or like how the show will essentially play out all the time yeah it becomes a little more of like man it'd be cool to watch them build like a civilization back from rubble instead of constantly warring or fighting these civilizations but uh i mean i still would watch it when it pops up on netflix but after Mm -hmm. you know know, season three or four i was sort of like yeah what's the next show move on I think I only really liked season one, and then like I stayed on till mid season three. This was all watching on Netflix years later. Right, right. Uh, I, I wasn't watching it as it was coming out. It was just like, oh, people said this was good, but you know, when you're binging something and you kind of stick with it, even though you know you don't like it anymore. <laughs> uh, that's where I was going, like through season two, I think, and then somewhere mid season three, I was just like, I don't care about. I'm going to watch something I like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little worried about you knowing that you watch things you hate simply because you have to. Oh, no. I've gotten so much better about this. I don't know. Do you guys know that, you guys know that new Sabrina show? The Chilling Adventures? Oh, yeah. I've, yeah, I've no, seen I'm, that on... I haven't seen episodes. Yeah. I've seen, like, ads or, like, you know, etc. Mm-hmm. I, I, I started watching it because I was like, oh, I'll like this. Um, it's based off... Like, the comic it's based off is really good. Um, and I don't know. I... I, I don't dislike Riverdale, and I feel like it would probably have a Riverdale vibe. And uh, I think I got to about episode four, and I just... I was like, you know what? I think I'm good. I, I got four episodes in, and I think for me, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I felt that way with... I can't remember the exact name of the show, but it was like the zombie suburban diet show. It was on Santa Netflix. Clarita Diet. That's it. I've never seen it. And well, I, I remember watching the first episode, and this was I had some uh, coworkers who had gotten into it. So yeah. I thought, sure, why not? And just remember being like, "This is not for me." Yeah. Um, and it wasn't. I mean, it had some, like some violence, some things, but it just felt very forced kind of feeling, and mm-hmm. just not something I could kind of get into. So I I bailed after I think a couple of episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That happens. It's important to know that you can bail. Yeah. Yeah. Watch what you like, and then if you don't like it, move on. That's something else. Yeah. I I used to have so much more time, so I I watched so much television, and so now I I think it's like important and healthy that I'm learning that I can just cut these things off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's probably something 95% of the population already knows how to do. Uh, I'm pretty bad at coming home and just turning on the TV mm-hmm. for like whatever channel's on, right? So I know like, oh, it's Wednesday night. Let me flip on to ABC, CBS, or whatever, and there'll be well four thirty-minute-long sitcoms that I don't really have to pay attention to. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I can yeah. sort of sit there and just let my mind melt away and do nothing. Like, yeah, it's almost relaxing in a way. Yeah, I feel like I need like I feel like this is becoming more and more common. Maybe it's just that because we're in the digital age and we kind of have like that constant feedback of stuff happening but like i'll put on something that i'm not paying attention to just to work mm-hmm. or just to do something else and like my my old one of my old roommates he would he would just do this he would just put on a sitcom and like he would be grinding on a spreadsheet you know with his laptop in front of this thing and then like, occasionally look up and laugh and then come, go back to it and this is like his pattern for pretty much every night you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah i feel like it's more common i i, I kind of i don't really do that when i'm at home 
home, I kind of, I do kind of want to watch something to focus on it or do something that, that like is fo- is uh, somewhat focus requiring. But like some people do that at work where I just have like, like some random YouTube video that like, I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah IG, if I'm at my desk, I have to have something, some sort of sound. So it'll be a uh, podcast. It'll be something on, on YouTube yeah, exactly. um, that yeah. I know will go to the next one, you know, without me having to do anything. Um, Spotify, although our computers at work are protected, so I can't download Spotify and have it there all the time. Yeah. Um, things like that. Uh, but I need some sort of sound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, this, oh. yeah, for, so yeah, we just can't do silence anymore. And I'm like, this, this is like kind of bothering my head. I'm like, you know, it's, I'm always, you know, so I, I can't, I think of things of like, you know, what did people used to do and how do they, how would they cope with it? You know? And, uh, yeah. And it's just it's something that people dealt with, you know? Well, I mean, it's a sign of the times. I mean, look at the workspace now being like open workspace. You're yeah. never going to have like a quiet situation there. So, yeah. You learn to sort of work through it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In school, it's probably loud there too, and people study with headphones on Starbucks or whatever it possibly be. But silence, I think, is just one of those things that we kind of take for granted now, right? Like you can mm-hmm. get to it, but it's hard to concentrate and focus because yeah, just things happen constantly. Yeah, finding silence in the city is probably even harder, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's always weird going home and. uh I don't know, like, I, I grew up in the suburbs, and I was just back there, mm-hmm. and, and it, it's weird, because, like, it's not quiet there, but, like, compared to here, mm-hmm. it's, like, weird walking around at night, or just, like, being in my my room or whatever while I was there, and just, like, not hearing things. Right. Your room yeah. is dark, there's no silence, no, none of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird, man, mm-hmm. it's weird, I don't know, I'm so used to, like, a sensory overload, yeah. I don't know. I listen to like, like, I I don't know how I would be able to do my job if I didn't have headphones. There have been days where I've walked in to work and my headphones were broken, and I, uh, just like went insane. And then during my lunch hour, I ran to CVS and bought a new pair, which is like that's yeah. not healthy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's probably healthier that. You don't drive yourself crazy at work all day and realize, like, yeah. I should go get headphones and make myself yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> complacent. Yes. Um, I, I, there was a, there was one random line from an episode of Mad Men, like a, late, like a later episode. It's like Pete complaining that he doesn't live in the city anymore. Mm-hmm. He's like, there are no nice, there's, there's no good street noises. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, after living in New York for a while, I was like, yeah, I, I get that. And I go back to the suburbs, I'm like, it's eerily quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys have to, uh, like, have something going on when you sleep? Like, I always have to have a fan going on. That I don't actually, personally. No. When I was at first in the city and I was living on a floor, let's say, closer to the ground floor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, I would usually have uh, a TV with sleep on or uh, a phone with, you know, to turn off some such and such a time mm-hmm. just to help block sounds from, like, the street out. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like as a noise generator. Exactly. Kind of but, you know, yeah. now I'm uh, currently on the 10th floor of my building, and, you know, the really only sounds you might hear is someone who's really wailing on a horn, which in Chicago could happen at any point in time, yeah. uh, or sirens. And even then, it's not really enough to, like, wake me up or do anything. Yeah. So I've learned to turn those things off and just get a bit sensitive. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, basically, I, I haven't need, had, a, had a need for anything like that in a while. I don't, know. don't know why. 
but I, mean, I think I think like um like I do I try to stretch before I go to sleep, for example. That usually that helps a lot for some people. Yeah. Like, like static stretching? Yeah, static stretching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I used to do like more. There's a there's a like CrossFit specific product like that's that streams like daily um, routines. It's like 20 minutes of, of stretching called Ramad. It's like based on yoga mm-hmm. that, I, that I used to do. And uh, right now I'm like I don't want to spend all 20 minutes, so I'm like I'll do like five minutes myself. And it gets I'd say it gets like 70 percent of the way there, which is pretty good. Yeah, for. Better than zero percent way yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, twenty minutes. That's a pretty decent size lead up to your bedtime. You're actually going to sleep. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, you're also you're probably hoping you're brushing your teeth and getting ready. Yeah, all that yeah. stuff. So yeah, yeah. Now add twenty minutes onto that. I mean, yeah, that's that's a good little chunk of time. Yeah, that's why I had to. Yeah, that's why I'm not like fully doing that every time. Right. I'm just yeah, doing some things that I kind of know and help. It yeah. helps you. It helps you sleep soundly. Yeah, it helps. Yeah, it can you, helps the quality of sleep. Can you tell the difference when you like you don't have a chance to do that stretching? Or yeah, I can a little. Yeah, it, it depends. It's it's like not completely consistent, mm. but it's consistent enough that I that I that I that I do feel it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I just don't have as good of a sleep when I when I don't. Yeah, I've, I've uh, I received a Fitbit uh, shameless plug Fitbit. Yeah. Mm. Vimo or versus whatever one that is, it does uh, tracks your sleep and all that yeah. stuff. And my girlfriend Ashley, it, currently but previous to now, was on her way to India or preparing for this long flight to India, yeah. mm-hmm. where she had to sleep. So we started trying to take sleep aids to see what will help her sleep soundly on an airplane. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we did like you know it's like Zequil or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, melatonin, you know stuff yeah. that's not going to be habit forming or dangerous. Yeah. yeah. And I found like the melatonin, I'd wake up and have like a slight like hangover, right? Like I'm yeah. still partially mm-hmm. kind of groggy. Found other ones to be sound asleep for a while, then kind of awake again type of thing like yeah. that. Um, and, I mean, the whole point of this is like you're telling the difference between what you've done before you've gone to bed, whether it's medication wise or like a stretching type yeah, of situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I, uh, I used to not notice these things or like didn't, didn't like record them. I, I just noticed this is a flaw in, my, in the way I think about things. It's like I, I can't, like I tend, I tend to not find patterns in things, partially because like as a as a, somebody with a scientific back, background, I'm like it's not enough data yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I, you know, in human things, actually, kind of smaller numbers are more can can be meaningful. So I started making the adjustment around the time I started improv, I think. So I, that's kind of when I really noticed that I, I just don't pay attention. So like, that's something I started. Yeah. And I noticed because when I, like the, with the, the first couple of times I did Ramad, I was like, I slept really well. So I'm like, it's probably something to do with it. You know, and a couple of times I forgot to do it or whatever, didn't have time to. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, this, there's definitely some type of causation here. So, so and what was it called again? A Ramad, R-O-M-W-O-D. Wow. Like okay. range of motion workout of the day. Oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, very cool. Zach, what do you do before you go to bed? Oh man, do, I don't do you just like go, have just go much of a ritual. I don't know. I like watch TV for a while, which I know is bad for you, and then I probably look at my phone, which is also bad for you. <laughs> um, I brush my teeth. Uh, most nights I probably uh, smoke a little of the devil's lettuce. Okay. Uh, which I think I just mumbled. I said devil's lettuce. Uh, yes. I don't know how things go over uh, on audio. Uh, that helps. I don't know. Uh, it's probably not as healthy as uh, any of the things you guys have said. 
Uh, no, I mean, like, but I don't know. I feel, well, I could probably improve my sleeping. But I'm just, like, sitting here taking notes. Well, you could do a lot worse than uh, partaking in uh, Satan's Romaine. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, Satan's Romaine right now is regular Romaine. Because that is E. coli. True. Um, <laughs> and if you combine the devil's lettuce with Satan's romaine, you're probably up for a really wacky night. Oh, yeah. Oh. Mm. It's a weird night. Yeah. But no, I, mean, I mean, doing that as compared to, like, I don't know, drinking a whole bunch or something before bed. Or yeah. Something yeah. that's probably going to actually, like, affect your sleeping stuff. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. Like, like yeah. Alcohol is a weird thing where it's, like, it makes you tired and you, you kind of, when you go to sleep, it's like, okay, you're asleep. You're unconscious, right? Yeah. Right. But, but it's, it's not less rest, not it's, sleep. Yeah, yeah. It's not the same. So, yeah. I, mean, I always wake up super early or not necessarily super early, but, like, way earlier if I've been drinking a lot the night before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then I go back to sleep and it's like an actual... Yeah. Like an extra night's sleep. And you're very tired, right? Because it's like, I how can I not be this tired when I sleep? Yeah. This you didn't yeah. really sleep. No, it doesn't yeah. count. But, you know, you could do worse things. Than- yeah, like I had roommates in college that like by, by junior year they were, yeah, they were like taking a shot before they went to sleep. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. I feel like I knew people in college who were the type of people to do that, but that's like... What are you doing? Why? What are, What is that doing for you? I feel like college, like, that's a thing you do in college, though. Or like, people have that expectation that, oh, I should be drinking in college, or whatever that thing is. Yeah, yeah. but, like, but, like just a to shot no, before bed? For, right, but it's probably, sleep, like... Right, yeah. yeah, but it's probably Maybe a thing they're just like, oh, man, I do a shot before I go to bed. Like, okay. Who are you? Cool. Who? Weird flex. But okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't think like for these people. I don't. I don't think it was like a weird flex. They were like genuine. Like, I, I feel like it helps. You know, they they felt like it helps. So. Mm, I feel like that's one of those like like pseudosciences you develop in your yeah. head in college, where you're like, yeah. alcohol will solve things because yeah. I'm new to alcohol and I'm figuring things out with my body. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think I think my theory is just that like they they probably. I don't know, they probably um, overstimulate themselves as far as like maybe maybe caffeine or, mm. or just or cigarettes, let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, and they just use that as the way to come down from that. When probably the better way overall would have been to just like cut off your stimulant consumption earlier. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe stop smoking and coffee like two hours earlier. Yeah, or yeah. whatever the number is. Because like for me, it's like yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm sensitive to caffeine, so it's like if I have something in the morning, I might still feel it by the time. Like, oh, oh wow. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. See, mine is, you know, afternoon. And every once in a while, I'll find myself two or three o'clock having that conversation of, you can have this coffee, be awake now, but it means you're going to be up until 11, 11.30 midnight. Yeah. And sometimes, sure, I'll take that risk. And other times, it's, no, not going to work. Or, uh, you know, if I know it's going to be a late night and I wind up having to go score a, Monster Energy Drink or Rockstar or whatever we sell in like the local uh, yeah. convenience store. Yeah. For, it's like, oh, man, this stuff tastes terrible, but man, I'm wide awake. Yeah. <laughs> man, I feel like oh, like if I need caffeine, I feel like even if I've just had that caffeine, I could go to sleep like 10 minutes later. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I don't know. That's like there was a power nap thing. So there's like just two things I want to mention here. There was something that people mentioned as like a power nap. It's like you pound some type of caffeine and you go to sleep and 20 minutes later you wake up. And that's a specific thing where you, you just like because of the delay in absorption, yeah, you, yeah, you can, you can actually do that. And the other thing was actually, I saw this meme, it's like nine loco, which is a five hour energy poured into a four loco. And I'm like, oh my oh, god, god, why, why would you do that to yourself? I remember the four loco, yeah. and the first time I saw it, thought that sounds like a 
terrible idea. Yeah. Someone's going to die from doing that. Of course, also the same thing when I first learned about people mixing like Red Bull and vodka. Red Bull and all vodka. This stuff. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's just something we sick. still do. Yeah. So yeah. And, yeah. To be fair, it's like a normal drink now, too. It's like a yeah. cocktail. You can, you can, yeah, order pretty much. Yeah. There's, um, there's a video I, that, that made the rounds in like, uh, again, later in college, like 2008, 2007 ish. It's called, it was like Bankers versus Consultants. It was a rap battle between a group of investment bankers and consultants, as you would imagine. The two most exciting kinds of rappers. Of course. Mm -hmm. uh, and at, at one point, like, uh, a banker takes a bottle of Grey Goose, pours the Red Bull into the bottle, and drinks it from the bottle as the Red Bull vodka. And I'm like, oh, dang. Jesus. Dang, wow. that is a real Red Bull vodka right there. Dang. I've got a, an intern. Uh, shout out to Lauren if you're listening to this, Lauren. I'll be blown away. I don't, I don't tell you about these things. Uh, but thanks she, for listening, Lauren. Uh, she's uh, in her 20s, so you know she's yeah. young and like exploring and loving the city. Um, and every once in a while, we sort of ask, like, you know, what are, what do uh, what do the cool kids do these days? You know what? Uh -huh. You guys still Pokemoning? You know how's the uh, how's the world? And She'll tell us about like you know parties and stuff they have, and she's got like, four or five roommates in a big place. Yeah, and she mentioned she came home and in college we had, I'm sure you guys probably did too, Edward Forty Hands, right? Where right, two forties yeah. take your hands and drink them. My roommate Edgar once played Edgar Eighty Hands, as he called it. Oh, yeah, that's right. disturbing. Uh, he was. Maybe we should bleep out his name. I don't know. No, he knows. Edgar, I love you. <laughs> uh, anyway, you drank too much in college. Keep uh, going. So uh, Lauren, like, you know, she came home. I'm trusting from studying and, and working, and found like one of her roommates had a fifth and friends party, and immediately we were, what's a fifth and friends party? Uh, you come with a friend, uh -huh. and you basically and you have hand to team, to them, yep. mm -hmm. and you team up to drink a fifth. And I thought immediately, I would die if I did that now. Like, yeah. I would be so sick. Dude. I've heard of champagne and shackles, which is the same thing, but a bottle of champagne. And that's of, super doable. What kind of rich suburbs you grow up in? Where was champagne and shackles? Okay, this was, a, this was like, they do this at college date parties. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, we, look, man. UVA? <laughs> Whoa, fuck UVA, first of all. William and Mary. William and Mary. Wrong Virginia school. Okay, yeah. Okay, fuck UVA. We hated those guys. Okay, okay, yeah. The, the, but that well, is right about their culture. Way to go. Yeah. They are they are the rich assholes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It would Thanks. be like cheap bottles of champagne, cheap. assholes. <laughs> just, there's nothing funnier than me than a bunch of a bunch of white kids rolling up somewhere and being like, Y'all bring the champagne and shackles. Oh man, get some Moet. There you go. <laughs> but a whole man. fucking but like a fifth? Right. And it sort yeah, of had this moment where I remember yeah. thinking back to college and like our drinking games mm -hmm. and how stupid those kind of were and at the same time, how brilliant it was. But, like, man, the next evolution of drinking games are, like, terrifying. Because, yeah, if it's a bunch of Red Bull and vodka, like, okay, sure, that mm -hmm. person's probably going to have their heart explode. And But, like, a fit, like, man, that's just, like, how do you do that? More than, yeah. like, once a month, two, once yeah, a month. Yeah, no, it's, I, um, I, I, like, kind of accidentally invented one. Uh, we called it, like, Flemish Battle Shots because we had a house called Fleming. Uh -huh. And it was just like you have um you have a bunch of shot glasses call it like uh eight mm -hmm. uh and then for each person right and then half of them are water and half of them are shots and you just take them 
And that's it's not really a game. It's just like drinking. Just but, drinking, yeah. Well, most most games just drinking. Yeah, but it's like you choose. You know, you just choose the order or whatever. So uh-huh. it's yeah. like you could get like four in a row and it'd be really bad. But you know, so and I I, I don't think I ever played it myself, but um, my friends did, and they like got so fucked up on that, and they were just. I mean, they had forgotten that I kind of like I kind of came up with the idea, so I was like, "Yes, thank you. You're not blaming me." But I watched them do this. I'm like, I felt feel a little bad, but then again, you chose to play it. So it's, you went to school out west, right? West Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Caltech. Caltech. Okay, so yeah. Caltech, William and Mary. I went to Indiana University, so we can okay. chat that. Now, did you guys all call it beer pong? Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. Okay. Or are you saying there are people out there who don't call it? I mean, yes. Beirut. Is yeah, I've, I've heard yeah. Beirut. Um, I didn't realize. That I've also heard people who do beer pong with actual beer paddles, like actual like ping pong. I, no, I mean, I've seen stuff like that, like not, yeah. not in real life, but I've seen right. videos of that. I think or like pictures. Yeah, I, from what I've seen of it, I remember sitting there like, "This is." I mean, one, it wasn't just like a solo cup; it was like a big cup, so like yeah. a mug, right? Uh-huh. And I remember thinking like, one. That takes a while to build that game up, and you actually sink once. It's almost like the odds are yeah. you just hit it. Two, man, that does not. <laughs> that's, that's a lot to drink based on just you trying to like hit a ping pong with a ping pong bottle so, or a ping pong paddle. Yeah, uh, but okay, that's interesting because everyone's got different names, and different ways of playing games. Yeah. Did you guys ever? Uh, I feel like everywhere I was, the house rule was if you got skunked. First of all, do you guys know what that means, right? In beer no, pong? what is getting skunked? So like, skunked like z- zero, like yeah. zero. Okay. Oh, it means they okay. beat you and you, you didn't, score, didn't score a single okay, thing. Yeah. Uh, meant out. you had to streak. And everywhere I've been, like I even I just went to Beach Week like in May with some people I did improv with in college, and like that was the house rule in my fraternity, but it was also the house rule in my uh, improv group. Apparently, like I forgot that that was also their rule. So. Uh, we almost got skunked playing beer pong like this year, and oh. uh, there were still some college kids involved. So yeah. it was like a weird, crazy time. Um, <laughs> um, oh my god! Um, like I think the the last people who were freshmen when I was a senior graduated this year. Oh, okay. So, um, so you're getting that weird feeling now when you go back and you know no one there, yeah. and no one knows you. So yeah. it's like, well, now I'm too old for this college stuff. Yep. Yeah. But uh, pretty much like the house rule was like wherever I've been is if you get skunked you have to streak around the house or wherever you're at. Oh, huh. yeah, no, never, never, never. Then again, I don't think I've ever gotten skunked either. So like, I, I oh, look, look at Mister Good at the Games. Good at the Games. I um actually that was funny. Like I hadn't played in a long time, and then um my my gym had a holiday party last year. Uh-huh. Uh and we were like, okay, I guess we're playing beer pong with a bunch of CrossFitters, so we did. And like, I think I. There was, like, one or two games where it was me and one other guy. We playing, you know, 2v2. And, like, we just sank, like, all the shots. It was, like, I never had that happen to me. It was just, like, boom, boom. And bring it back, boom, boom again. It was it was ridiculous. So like, What's the people. tolerance for a bunch of crossfitters? Were you guys all, like, no problem? Or was it, it depends. two drinks and people were on the floor? It depends. Uh, it's, it's never just, like, two drinks and people were on the floor. Because, like, I, I think, like, it's it's a it's a re, it's a party culture to some extent too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's, it's, it's you just lift it and you go out near the bar. Yeah, a lot of people like will do that. I, I I tend not to, so I'm like on on the one end of that. But like it's um, I mean at least so the gym I was before I was at before this one it was definitely more of that. There were a lot more social events and the people tend to like hang out and drink more. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is like, I mean I'm sure there's a crowd that does it, but like the the people I hang out with here tend not to. But yeah, so like um. I think I think they still would outside of it, anyways. 
I just, yeah, I don't see them doing it together. So, uh, Makes sense. Yeah. But from all the people I know that have done, and I wouldn't call CrossFit, but it's like any kind of social sport event type thing. Yeah. Always winds up usually ending up bars. Or that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Chicago sports social too. Yeah, that, like, yeah. I did like I did one season of that and it was yeah always like, yeah, mm-hmm. always going out. It's an excuse to drink and then maybe do something else. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the old the old joke is like my fo- it's like my drinking thing in the team has a football problem. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, insert X, you know. Yeah. My drinking team has a CrossFit problem. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> drinking such as like a Chicago thing and, and part of it is probably due to it's cold here all the time. Uh gotta warm up. Yeah, but I mean, the other part alcohol. Is, like, you know, the social event. I'm sure uh when you guys are crossfitting and lifting and all that sort of stuff. It's probably that conversation is probably a lot of that topic when you're doing those things. And then, like, let's go to the bar afterward, and then it becomes, like, more social. Like, how's work? How's your girlfriend? How's life? It can be. But also, I mean, like, CrossFitters still love to talk about CrossFit. (laughs) So the old joke is true. Yeah, the joke is true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know – do you have a – it's like, do you know the joke about? Oh yeah, the CrossFitters. It's like CrossFitters and like vegans or whatever. Yeah. How do you know somebody does CrossFit? Yeah, it's they'll, like they, they, they'll tell you. How, yeah. Tell how you do you know if someone's a yeah. vegan CrossFitter? They'll let you know. Yeah. It's or, like they're, or they're, if somebody's a vegan CrossFitter, which do they tell you? They <laughs> they tell you <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's another one which is like uh, one of the like the number one, one one rule of CrossFit is you have to talk about CrossFit. That's pretty good. It's the opposite of Fight Club. Yeah. Opposite yeah. of Fight Club. But I feel like that's like most things because I feel uh, most of the time I drink is right after an improv thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, my current class at CSC has been on Fridays every time. Yeah. Uh, which is a little frustrating sometimes because you want to do things on Fridays because it's 7 to 10 p.m. on a Friday night. Yeah. But yeah. what it's ended up being is that a, a lot of times just at 10 p.m., oh, we'll just stay at the improv theater and hang out at the bar, yeah. which is what we used to do at I.O. a lot. Um, yeah. Actually, uh, I just went to see Mustang 66 last show at I.O. Oh, and right. Yeah, got, yeah. Shout out to Mustang 66. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember all of your names, but I would chat you all if I could. Uh, and I first thing I did is I went to the bar and I was like, can I just have a Diet Coke? It's Sunday. It's like 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. I'd love to sit here and have a drink, but I know that's going to turn into a couple more drinks. I'm going to look yeah. at the watch, midnight, Sunday night, and I'll be dead for the course of the rest of the week for, for work. And the guy was, like, super nice about it. He was like, yeah, man, it's, like, two bucks or whatever. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. It was two bucks. And he just refilled it like crazy. He told me, I just take it with you. It's, like, fine. But it was the first time I hadn't drank at I.O. Yeah. I really noticed okay, yeah. everyone is drinking at I.O. Yeah. Like, Everywhere that's coming out, this is, of course, uh, student shows are going on. So they're coming oh, out, they're immediately yeah. getting shots. Yeah. Groups that have just performed are getting shots. A couple of groups, I think, might have had a shot before they was performed. So, you yeah, know, get the nerves out. Yeah. Uh, but, man, that, that's going to be a huge business for I.O. Like, yeah. I'd love course, to see yeah. what they make based on only liquor sales. Oh, I bet that's where a lot of the profit is. I was yeah, going to say all the profit, and then I remembered how expensive classes are there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's probably more classes and and uh, and, and the bar than shows. Oh, yeah. by far. But I noticed that uh, like an annoyance. A few shows have been the annoyance. People go and just hang out at the bar. It's like not yeah. even just going for shows. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna start an improv organization, get a liquor license. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're to the wise. 
Yeah. Actually, I've never been to Logan Square Improv. Actually, have you? Have either of you guys? No. Is that just started up recently. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's, one of the guys who was in my CIC class was one of the founders. And yeah. Now he's no longer in my CIC class because I think he has to concentrate on the is, theater. Is that Andrew? It was Andrew. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah. where is that located? Logan Square. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you, Zach. I haven't been. Uh, but somebody been. mentioned actually, Zach. Where is Logan Square located? You tell me. Where is Logan Square? <laughs> now that's very tough because honestly, I rarely go there. <laughs> really, I go there somewhere off the blue line. I go there all the time to the west. Yeah, it's uh, toward O'Hare, northwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah well yeah, done. Look, man. No, like, I've I've also biked there a bunch, but Hints, like the blue line stop is called Logan, Logan Square. Square. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you saying the blue line Logan Square st- stop lets off at Logan Square? Logan Square proper too. Holy shit! Which is like right next to really excellent restaurants. Like uh, Longman Eagle is also a great place to take a date if you ever need to take a date there. Uh, yeah. But that Milwaukee corridor is like exploding right now. Uh, it's not a far walk from like Revolution Tavern. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that there. I haven't been. I feel like like I've been to some bars and stuff because mm-hmm. a lot of people live there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, but as they, people are apt to do, they live places. They do, um, and it's a inexpensive place to live. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty far north and west, but you know, small price to pay for cheap living. Yeah. Speaking of getting drunk, I feel like every time I go to Logan Square, I don't get drunk that often. But every time I go to Logan Square. I get too drunk. Seems to be my pattern. I don't know. I have a weird relationship with the place. Yeah. I don't know. I, I go there a lot for uh, shout out to Moe's Tavern Sunday Night Jam. Oh yeah, Moe's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm so amazed to get away with like the entire Simpsons theme going on outside. Oh, I mean, it's modified enough so the character. I mean, say, the art style is the same. Yeah. But like, I don't think that's. But they they change the characters so like. Oh, okay. Like like the person that would be Marge doesn't have the hair like that, etc. Right. etc. Yeah. I've heard you mention this place so many times, and I've never made the connection that it's a Simpsons bar. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Is this real? Yeah. yeah. It's, oh, not, it's not a Simpsons bar, but the outside is like the O in Mo is like a donut. It's a donut. Yeah. Like yeah. got and they kind of Homer's hand holding. It, it looks very much like oh, so they've uh, taken like a Simpsons. Yeah. yeah. So originally oh it was like that. Then there was the cease and desist. And sure. the art style is all is the same, but the characters are all different. Okay. So you won't find any exact Simpsons characters. They'll just look like they have the yellow skin and like the the hands and everything. Yeah. But it's a classic like Chicago neighborhood bar where it's yeah. like you know random dudes in there who probably live nearby. They all know each other. Last time I was there, I remember a dog running around. I was like, okay, cool, someone's dog's here. Yeah, that's probably the owner's wall. Yeah. She she recently died actually. Mo oh. actually recently died, but um, that probably was Mo's dog. Yeah. Well, I mean, same thing with, uh, was that Cindy's or whatever that's yeah. up on Belmont. The last time I was there, the owner's cat is like running around. Yeah. It's like, all right. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I go, like I said, I, I love that place. I go there a lot. Um, pretty much every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Psychedelic Rock Jam at 1030. Shout out to JB. Psychedelic, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm that out. Yeah. That sounds cool, actually. It's a good time, yeah. yeah. And they have a jazz jam before that if you do that. So it's like seven to ten. She has a delic dude. Yeah. 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 Well done, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> actually, one of my friends, uh, actually, I've been meaning to get her on, on the podcast. She's like, she's a, she's like, a, she's one of the crossover people between like the musician scene and the, uh, and the improv scene. Oh my. Uh, Hannah Williams. I don't know if you, any Okay. Yeah. I don't know yeah. her. Yeah. But maybe if she's on the podcast, you I will. will. Yeah. yeah. At some point, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm like, there's surprisingly few people that do have the crossover between like the music scene and the comedy scene. For I don't know why, but that's just yeah, just what it is. Yeah, yeah weird. Do you think like uh, some of that performance aspect would carry into the other areas? I mean, I could yeah, be, maybe like um, I maybe mean, not so much as improv, but maybe just like acting in general. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a little more of a the Venn diagram crossover that we yeah. sort of discussed. Well, there's definitely, I feel like there, there there's like definitely like a separation, and occasionally you get some crossover of people who are in acting culture and improv culture, even mm-hmm. in like the city. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, that actually is yeah, kind of relatively rare. There was, yeah. Yeah. I definitely like know people who started doing improv because like, they're more serious actors, and they were like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll just, I'll do this thing, and it'll help me get better. Like, there's a guy yeah. in my current class, and he's... Great at improv, yeah. uh, and he's definitely somebody who came first from an acting. Oh yeah, because uh, like you can tell the people who are like actors, like first. I don't know. Like I feel like there's a certain vibe of somebody who like came into improv. Like that, it's they're great. Uh, um, but there's like something different there. I feel like I don't know. Does that make sense? Is yeah. that am I crazy? No, you're probably I, not crazy. I, I, I think I get that. Yeah, my first that. class, uh, I remember reading a couple of. And like real young, like like fresh out of college. I want to say they went to like Iowa Northwestern. They were like actors or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like they had done improv, but I mean their probably bread and butter was more of the scripted acting type yeah. of style. Yeah, and I feel like they did a lot more uh, like facial or work uh, like the object working things like that. Like they tried to really build on that aspect. Yeah, um, and then when they they not long ago, actually, boy, actually, probably in the last couple of years, started working on that Life of Harold project. That was like a scripted improv stories of Chicago type of thing. Mm-hmm. And you could definitely really see then where their background was like pretty heavy acting, but they did enough improv where they could understand it. Yeah. This scene would work well with improving whatever's happening. So. Shout out to Life of Harold, I guess, that we're kind of doing that. Catch it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to check it out. I haven't heard. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, heard, oh, really? heard yeah. You're, you're, we, like, I feel like I was just looking at you, just all like, oh, okay. So, yeah, I don't know this. Uh, it was. Uh, I kind of. It's Matthias and Jeff. And That's I, right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Don't recall both last names off my head. Sorry, I, I won't give one. I'll give the other one. I can't recall. I can't remember yeah. which one. Which one's the last name? Mm-hmm. But yeah, they did, um, and they, a couple of their friends too. Um, I, I don't remember everyone that was involved, but I'm going to say they had probably like a kind of skeleton crew, maybe, you know, six or seven people. Uh, and they kind of put this thing together and all the stories kind of intertwine. Yeah. They're short, like 10 minute things. Uh, I played a cop on it and it's kind of weirdly hilarious uh, <laughs> because I had two like adult daughters. It's like part of the character. And I remember thinking like, how the fuck old do these guys think I really? <laughs> uh, I had a great time feeling it. it was fun. Um, but it's one of those where those guys had uh, more of like the acting background. Yeah. And I'm sure the other guys working there did too. I know one of them had a background in cinematography and some of those things. But you could see those elements brought in and mixed with improv. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long way to make that basic point. But yeah. Yeah. No, like I always, whenever, whenever it's somebody who clearly is like, they're really committed to just like, they're they're an actor and then mm-hmm. they come into improv. There's a small part of me that's just always so jealous because first of all, they're always way more attractive than everyone else. That's like the first. <laughs> that's the first thing because uh, they they have this like uh, I'm an actor look, so they're much more classically like attractive. And then and then they're 
talented. And I'm just, it's basically, it's all jealousy based. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, if, if there's somebody I'm super jealous of in an improv class, they're probably like an actor person. Um, I wonder of all the people that we know, if you went through and found which ones or got their started or got rooted in acting versus mm. the ones that got started and rooted in improv yeah. and really studied how they did things differently. Yeah. I wonder if that'd be a really interesting study, I suppose. Because people that I could think of, there's big movements, right? There's uh, a lot of work doing. And I feel like the improvisers are like, joke. You gotta land this joke. Yeah. Joke, joke, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's like... It's uh, bits, bits, I, bits. I think it's... Uh, like, improv is this weird mix between, like, people who are more stand-up comedy writing kind of minded, or yeah. even those could even be slightly different from each other. Uh, and then, like, the people who are more actory. Um... I'm definitely much more, I feel like, leaned towards the kind of, like, I don't know, at least I think of myself, and I feel like I've been told of this way, that I'm more in, like, the comedian, not stereotypical acting base. So, like, yeah. that's why I'm always like, oh, you can do, you have a different style, and I'm really impressed by that, and it's very, I don't know, like, I wish I was able to do that, but I don't know. Uh, and, yeah, those, uh, the actor people are always much more, they're big with their movements, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. I don't know, sometimes like the more writer comedy people are more like, oh, uh, I'm going to stand here in one place and say this thing. <laughs> uh, I feel, and I mean, I can really only think of a couple people I know who were comedians as they went through the improv. Uh, it would I remember them saying exactly like, I do bits. Like that's his like, right, style. Yeah, right? yeah. So it was, it was short. It was be funny. It was, you know, a big, big sort of punch. Not really built on... Like, I'm assuming the actor is probably trying to think numerous steps, right? Like, each beat yeah, and yeah. flow, and the improviser's kind of just along for the damn ride, right? I think, like, you get a lot... I think, like, annoyance philosophy is... Well, a lot of... Yeah, like, I a lot of the influences I have through improv, because I never did, like, normal acting either, mm -hmm. but, like, um, a lot of the influences I've had through improv, like, lead towards the acting side, actually. Yeah. Um, so there was, like... My level D at Second City was was uh, the teacher was very much about like grounded realness, right? Mm -hmm. And then I oh I don't, I'm not completely sure because it, like I, I think back to the curriculum and like I'm like what was there a philosophy? Was there one? I guess they could depend on the teacher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, well, I feel like Io's philosophy is do the fucking herald. Uh, <laughs> I love Io, but that's that's the main philosophy. <laughs> But then annoyance then it ha also has like it's it's actory in, in the sense that it's like about uh, you know the, the the motto is take care of yourself. But what that translates into is like give yourself something to think about and like to do or develop. Just give yourself one thing, yeah, small something small like physical or voice or or uh, or object work oriented, and then like you can find your character through that. And then it's like that character based approach feels very actory, you know? Yeah, yeah. I remember this one exercise we did in level two at Annoyance. I only went two levels at Annoyance, yeah. but um, uh, and the exercise was you and your scene partner, you both go on stage, and you don't acknowledge each other for like three lines. You yeah. just say your own thing, and whatever you say, you don't react to the line that they just said. What you're reacting to is just yourself. Yeah. And then after those three lines or whatever that you've gone back and forth, then you those continue to be true, yeah. And then you get into your scene, uh, and I feel like IO is much more 
It's much more group based. Yeah. Um, it's not just the Herald. I I was razzing you, I.O. Just, <laughs> just razzing you a little. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Herald's not the only thing. Well, they, I mean, I.O. does a really good job of like taking the Herald and bringing it down to like, the very basics. Right? Yeah. It's like level one, you're learning just super basic improv. Yeah. And by level two, it's like, all right, now let's get you guys in a big group and you yeah. have to do stuff together. And then it's like, now level three, which I thought was actually one of the hardest ones, was the two person scene. How do you take with two people and yeah. make something meaningful and funny that you want to revisit at another point in time? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and then once you start adding those elements together, then yeah, did the Herald's like just those things repeat? Yeah, it's just like oh, a group scene, two person scenes, yeah. group scene, two person scenes. But it, yeah, I mean, I haven't taken annoyance CIC any other you know Second City classes, yeah. but yeah. they all seem to have there's some sort of structure, right? There's some sort of skeletal yeah. aspect. And then it's whatever you want to do in between, you go and just have a good time. Yeah, yeah I think like Second City was more like a, I mean, it was a it was beginner friendly, is why I would describe mm-hmm. it. It's just like, you know, all your basic stuff, you know, here's your basics, which is like, um, do some games. And then B is like, do some seats. Right. And the, but the games like had very strict rules. So like, yeah, you yeah. have to do this, and this person sort of has to do yeah, that. Yeah, set up But how sense. you do yeah. is up to you guys to kind yeah. of make up, which yeah. is, yeah, probably the. Probably, I'm assuming the best way to do all those kind of game yeah, yeah. plays. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's very short oriented. Like, yeah, I always like my first. I mean, I mean, I did do the Second City Longhorn program, which I like. It. I mean, I, I I enjoyed my time there. Like, I would say if I were to retake it, I would retake one because that's uh, it's like Rachel Mason's class, mm-hmm. and she goes over like the history and like a lot of forms. It's a lot of forms, which is really cool. Um, I don't know if I I would find that much value anymore in like doing the other three. Because it's like Harold and like make your own form. And I'm yeah. like, we did that. I've done that twice now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Making your own form was uh, a little challenging because uh, my group, we, we decided to do uh, based on like a stoplight. I can't yeah. remember exactly what we were given to try to build off of. But I remember very simply keeping it simple, which is kind of the thing. And, Stop, you can't get much more simple than a stoplight. Red, yellow, green. And then it was, how do we make this work in like a scenes type of situation? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all in all, I mean, that was that was tough. It was hard. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had the basic structure down, but was, what the hell does that mean? Uh, it was really, really difficult. So, you know, kudos for those people who work through and make their own kind of style and run with it. Yeah. There's probably really only so much you could do, but, you know, they've altered it or changed it just enough to make it their own. Yeah, that's hard. I'm uh, so I'm at the level I'm in at CSC right now. He's making your own form. Oh, okay. Uh, You're also on number two doing that. Yeah. Huh? You're also on the second time of doing that. Yeah, and it's I don't know, it's stressful. Though I think at IO, first of all, everyone's form that they came up with was basically just the Herald, but except there's a couple ones that weren't. Yeah, like Uh, mostly yes. And I remember the one my group came up with. Which was one we ended up doing yeah, on wedding. the stage. It was the wedding. Yeah, which yeah. I was in the group that originally came up with the wedding. Just uh, not to toot my own horn, but I'm about to also not say the nicest things about it. <laughs> like I feel like it became a trap what it was because we made it very specific. Yeah. Um, though it was like a really fun form because it was very specific, so it worked really well at first. Yeah. And then it was like then it's like where do you go specific from here? and people yeah. got tired of it. That was I kind know, of my first form too. Um, I think as an outsider looking at the wedding, the one thing that I saw when it worked really well was you had someone who had a good suggestion and kind of played into it, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it might be like, 
I don't know, a suggestion of your favorite birthday party, and someone would start listing off of things they want for a birthday party. So you have oh, a yeah. lot to work with, yeah, right? Yeah. But then when you would get someone who was not as engaging or didn't give as much, then you, we could see you guys get trapped like really quickly. Yeah. So like trying to expand that universe became like tough, and it usually took someone having to completely break down a wall and be like, no, we're going to do this part about it now. And then it would like grow again. Yeah. So yeah, I can understand like, yeah, that was, I mean, it was fun. It was a good, good thing to do. Yeah. It was like, it was fun when it worked and then it became a trap when it uh, didn't work. But I I have this fond memory. It's like one of the few things I remember of it. I wasn't in this one. Uh, I was, I was watching uh, for this one, but you were in it. Okay. Uh, It was, it was Eco and Brandon were both doing Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah, that was so Because they were both Liam Neeson DJs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For And I think it was that that crazy one where somebody was talking about all the things they wanted their birthday. Yes. But they were they were clearly not even saying real things because they were like, and Liam Neeson would be the DJ. Sure. Um, uh, and we latch on to that kind of stuff. But it's one of those where, like, the... That was a weird one. That was so weird. The, <laughs> the, the, the daydream that, you know, the, the group game that people do in between... Uh, Oh yeah, 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 it's yeah, just yeah, a dream. Yeah. If you were like, "All right, come up on stage. We're going to interview you as a group, and we're going to do all this sort of stuff." Yeah, yeah. and they're on stage, like on the spot. They're going to be talking. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, like that's probably the one thing. If, if you did that, it might really make into something pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You but get that. You don't really have that option when you're building. Because I'm sure someone would have said, "No, you guys aren't allowed to bring someone on stage. <laughs> you're not trained enough in this fine art." <laughs> Uh, who is really? Yeah. So yeah, like I, that that particular set, I remember feeling like I didn't do very well. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that's half the point of the improv. Is yeah. I, there are a whole bunch of them that I'm sure. I mean, I had people tell me we did great. I did great. But I remember leaving and like, nope. There's one thing in my head that would just. Yeah. I feel like that's ah. improv in general. Is right. you get off stage and it could have been like a great show to the audience. Yeah. And they would have no. They wouldn't have noticed anything wrong, mm-hmm. and they would have been like, "This is perfect." And you're coming off stage. I do this a lot, especially. I, I feel like I don't know. I'm pretty hard on myself in general. Um, also, I I'm not great at improv. See, I'm hard on myself. Uh, uh, anyways, I, I, I feel like, I don't know, you always walk off stage and you're just like, oh, I did this one thing and it pissed, or like, you're nitpicking, not just one thing. Sure. You're just like, I did all these five different things and, and uh, everyone, uh, you, like, you're not even concentrating on like what everyone else did. You're yeah. just thinking about what you did. But the um, audience like loves seeing that. They love that moment of like, oh man, this guy's screwing up. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes it even funny. You're like, oh shit, what? What character am I again? Or those moments where someone's like, oh, yeah. uh, hey, can can you come back on the stage real quick? I need you for this. I yeah, need yeah, 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 It's yeah, like, yeah. Hey, hey, it's like, like oh, this is hilarious. Again? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, I, I've actually, I've learned to like differentiate or like in my mind, I like, try to differentiate between it's like when I feel bad about my performance and when the show was still good, I'll, like, I'll try to notice that. It's like, okay, the show is still good. Like mm-hmm. I did and maybe I didn't, I feel bad because I, I, I'm feeling bad right now just yeah. because of like my mood is off. And, like I've tried to like work on that and like recognize when things are happen because of you know various things like that like your own mood or and or maybe again like you maybe did exactly what you needed to do but that was taking a back seat and like not feeling great about your own performance in that particular show. There are two great things I remember Craig Euler telling us. Like he told us a lot of great things, but two great things that I think apply to this yeah. conversation is he said number one when you get off stage like don't trash the show that you were just in yeah because. Just because you thought it was bad, maybe somebody else is coming off stage thinking, oh, man, that show was great. Mm-hmm. And if you come off the stage and you're like, man, that sucked. Um, 
suddenly now you're getting in that person's head who yeah. thought it was great and they're like oh man what's my perception of this and it's all because improv I feel like is very your perception yeah. of how the show went and the second thing was uh, if you feel bad about a show don't feel bad about it longer than the show was because it's just something you came up with in the spot Yeah. so you know 30 minutes later just forget it it's like, great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's such a temporary art form that, I mean, sure, it's going to stick in your, the one thing you did do or didn't do is going to stick in your head forever. No one else is going to remember anything about it. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, I saw this really funny thing. There was, like, something about a dude being a squirrel at some point, and, like, that's it, right? Yeah, There's a whole bunch yeah. more with it. Yeah, but like, it's I, such a temporary thing, no one cares. Yeah, I don't People. remember, like, yeah, I don't remember so much of it. Yeah. No, like, me yeah. I remember a few scenes that I remember being like, oh, man, that was really good, I really liked that, but compared to all the scenes I did, and I did for a much shorter time period than you guys have, yeah. or the people that are, like Craig Mueller, who's done it for years. Yeah. And, um, so I can only imagine, like, the buildup they probably have and the reality of, like, no one is going to remember whatever happened. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I, uh, I, 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 people remember the weirdest things, like, that you would never expect. Like, you'll always, you might remember one thing, yeah. and then somebody would be like, yeah, man, and, and remember when, like, you and that guy, you were playing basketball, and then you, you like, you high-fived him, and you're like, what? What are you, what, what scene yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. What? That never happened, and it, it, to them, it was, like, the funniest thing or something? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's always weird, because, like, people just have different, they have different takeaways yeah. from an improv scene, because it's, I don't know. Improv's weird, guys. It's great. It's great. It's weird in a good way. Yeah. I, I would say, as a person who didn't go to do improv for like the career route or the uh, whole thing, it was really eye-opening and like a whole piece of, oh my god, listening is really hard sometimes. Like getting that down yeah. and like building something from nothing with one other person and like communicating something clearly about, yeah. I've got an idea for this skit, this is what we'll do mm-hmm. in such a manner that the other person will grasp quickly yeah. is hard. Especially if someone comes on scene and suddenly they're doing like random object work and you're like, what the hell is this person doing? I better just run with it. Yeah. Um, and it really makes you think about your own communication style. So for those... Not even in improv. Do an improv class in general because it's it's tough. Your brain kind of melts out after the first class, and you're realizing I don't remember half of the things the person said before me, <laughs> and now I have to add to a story. Okay. Oh God, yeah. Did you ever do this exercise? Oh my God, like it's 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 like exactly the test for what you're talking about, which is like you do a scene. And then you have to replay it. Oh, yeah, and then yeah, you have to replay yeah. it again and again, like three or four times. And I think, I don't remember the variation that you add on each one of them. Oh, no, it's like, it's a short form thing. You do a scene, and then, like, somebody externally calls to you to, like, to rewind. And then uh, I think you actually do the scene backwards. Like, not like speaking backwards, yeah. but do all the lines backwards. And then forward again. And then you extend past some certain point and you do it and you do it and oh. so on. Oh man, that's <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. really that's really hard, but it makes sense. I mean, Second City, and we're talking about how they make money, liquor and uh, classes. Second City has all those corporate functions, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, and, yeah, have, yeah. and I mean, it's like a pseudo improv class where it's like, all right, all thirty of you come and we'll do the yes and, and you do that for yeah. you know, forty five minutes, and they probably haven't really learned it. But uh, there's a the but. Um, they can have that basic understanding of improv means building something off of what someone else has started. 
And yeah, it's probably good. I mean, I can't imagine how much they make off that, but surely massive consulting groups, the finance sector, yeah, all yeah. these, especially communication being really important. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure they do yeah. like whole workshops. Yeah, I know some people that um, that they they have they, they they essentially do that for their uh, primary source of income. It's like improvisers that have gone far enough; they'll they'll do that. Yeah, yeah, they have like their own little company and they yeah consult for people to do like improv based training. I think one person uh, that I met at, at IO in the music program actually KJ. He I think he does that. I think he actually does that as his job for a company specifically, like United. I think it was. No, oh, okay, yeah. That's, that's he's like the trainer that flies around and, and does that for for all the. Sure, they have like some networking workshop thing or whatever he goes and he's got to stir him up and. Yeah, you know. yeah, but I, yeah, I think a lot of it is improv based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, so I mean, like yeah, gig. Yeah, they, yeah, I mean, if I you can get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It feels like one of those things that people need more of in general, like the world. Like if everybody knew how to do improv kind of thing, it's like world would be a better place. There's a couple things that I, I think of that of, and improv is one of them. Yeah, it's, it's going to get in there. I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, I hear now we've got friends that came from tiny towns in Ohio, and they had like a whole improv like community there. Yeah, yeah, and, like, Brandon basically. <laughs> shout out to Brandon. Um, Brandon. But yeah, there's, I mean, I don't know how many people I've met. They travel to Chicago from all over the place. Yeah, uh, Virginia, Nebraska, California, anywhere. In oh, cr- even crazier! Like you know, like we're talking about. Like, remember, Daryl? Daryl said, you know, I see went to Iceland, oh, and those yeah. guys had gone to the intensive and brought it back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, but you people meet people at the intensives that are like you know, yeah, from all over the world: Australia, like Russia, Poland. So. I, I was listening to this podcast where they were talking about how this. You like, were listening to another podcast. I know. <laughs> crazy how. I'm a I'm a Benedict Arnold to this podcast for even deeming to listen to uh, oh another podcast. If that were a thing, man. Um, this is a podcast where we improvise critiquing other podcasts. <laughs> uh, rough translation. If you want to know what the podcast was, uh, I'm forgetting exactly the episode, but I think there was like an episode, uh, and it was people in Germany doing improv. Uh-huh. If I'm remembering this correctly, uh, and it was like um, it was a refugee from i think syria doing improv in germany so that it in part oh he started doing improv and then uh his improv teacher like started giving him classes and like other things but uh basically like do taking improv classes kind of helped him learn like a little bit more of like interacting in german culture in general um uh, the other classes, the, the 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 main part of the episode of the podcast was that the improv teacher also teaches guys how to act on dates. Okay, so yeah. that's what that was the other classes she was teaching this guy. Well, dates uh, pretty much an improvised scene. So. I mean, yeah, it is. Um, it was like interesting because they kind of like went through how she does that, and it it basically is they just they go through a scene and then afterwards they they go on a date, which is a scene, and afterwards she gives him notes on the scene that they did. Um, and, like, yeah, that's the thing. is like improv, it's it's so malleable, and, it, it, you know, uh, it works in all kinds of cultures and all kinds of... all. It works all over the world, and it works in so many different instances. I don't know. Well, I mean, it makes sense that if people who are trained actors wind up with some sort of improvised class or improvised lesson, mm-hmm. whereas I'm guessing most improvisers aren't necessarily going and taking an acting class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've yeah. Although, I mean, I thought about it. There's also um, a theater here for dramatic improv, Theater Momentum. 
Well, so it's like non non comedy improvisation. Yeah. Although they probably still have, I mean, they still have laughs. You know, it's, oh yeah, there's gonna be still moments that are hilarious. Yeah, some moments are just gonna happen like that. Yeah. Wait, so where's this one? Uh, it's like it's up north. I don't remember like around up to like around the crowd, maybe past the crowd in terms of how far north it is. Okay. okay. Um, it's the crowd, crowd is my Clark and Clark, right? It's like Chicago. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's the Sheridan Red Line stop. Is how yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah. remember it. I don't remember the cross. Believe it's a, a Broadway movie. Yeah, I used, Broadway, to live, Broadway, yeah. I used to live in uh, walking distance. Yeah, that was oh. great. It was great. Yeah, I miss those days. Well, I actually like where I live now, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I miss being it. I used to live literally right in between the crowd and CSE. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's like real nice when day. when I was doing things at the crowd, but I was doing them when I was doing the co-op, but it was the co-op at CIC. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I, I could do it at both places. I remember those days, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Why did you ever leave, Zach? Uh, our lease was up. Uh, yeah, different roommates. Yeah. yeah, you know? Um, also, there's better pho in my neighborhood now. Not that I eat pho all the time, but there is better pho. There's better pho. Mm-hmm. Cool. I haven't had pho in a while. Um, yeah. I had it a couple weeks ago because I've been like sick on and off a lot lately. Yeah. And so I just got a huge ass bowl of uh, it was phenomenal, mm. phenomenal. There's like a lot of, uh, I live in Argyle and that's like a very, oh um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's like little Vietnam. It's li- it's right? basically yeah. little yeah, Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah. It's, the stuff is cool because it's got like a very Southeast Asian kind of look to it already. But yeah, yeah that whole like strip right there. Is, There's so much good food on that street. Um, yeah, I've had the. Is that, is that is that Bonnie Ma, whatever the sandwiches? Or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Says, yep, yeah. yep, those are excellent. Yeah. Right Bonnie, yeah, yeah Bonnie, Bonnie yeah. Thank you. yeah. That was what I first because like I, I I'd rather eat that nine times out of ten probably than pho because pho is just like oh, it's a whole thing, it's a whole production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's soupy, it's soupy. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm never, I'm rarely like anti soup, but I'm. I'm rarely in a situation where I think, oh, right now what I need is soup, unless I'm sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Soup's the go-to when you're sick. Yeah. Yeah, we live uh, not far from the bagel. Uh, That's a Jewish delicatessen, essentially. Uh And, yeah, we're sick. Tell me more about this. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I've been looking for one of these. So, it is... It, you show up like Saturday or Sunday morning after 10. It's jam-packed. And, I mean, they've got... Everything, everything. I, I am not Jewish, admittedly, but everything I know of being Jewish is being served. Do they have a good? Uh, do they have good pastrami? They do. So they have a yeah. bunch of sandwiches. Oh, I need. Uh, I need they're, all, and they're, they're sandwich. huge. They're huge sandwiches. Oh. Um, but they're <laughs> going. Uh, so their chicken noodle soup and their matzo ball yes. soup is super good. You get a ton of it. So when you're sick, it's a perfect thing to go to. Nice. But uh, yeah, then you can also walk in and smell the what is that, the crumblish, whatever the what the fish, gefilte fish, gefilte fish, yeah, um, or whatever. When it's like, I'm not a fan. And you walk <laughs> in and like, oh, someone's having the whatever the yeah. fish, the kugel. Yep. Ooh, ooh, I need to go to this place. Oh man, yeah, it's a uh, Broadway and like then just or the surf. It'll probably okay. You know the big Marianas complex that's over there. I think I might. It's that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I there was like a couple weeks ago. I was like really craving that uh, yeah, the yeah. Jewish delicatessen. I'll, t- I'll take you the, the. I call it Das Bagel, uh, but I'll take you to the Das Bagel. Oh man, dude, you're calling it by the German name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll take it at some point. In time. I like it. It's really, it's really good, and they they kind of go all out. Oh man, 
Man, that sounds... the, the, the pickles and stuff to begin the meal and all the bread. Oh, that yeah. sounds perfect. Yeah. That sounds perfect. <laughs> oh, man. That, no, I'm, I'm so lo- hungry I, all of a sudden. Because you're talking I, about... Oof. Well, I love exploring restaurants in the city. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah, I need to do more of it. Yeah. yeah. It's expensive. It can get a price. Although I also do love going to, like, the... Greasy spoon hole in the wall places. Yeah, you know, oh, those the, places are great. Uh, shout out Taco Burrito House and everything oh, you guys have done. Because, I mean, the, the not, burrito house is not king. What is it? Taco burrito, burrito House and not Taco Burrito King. Yes, House Not King. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, okay. the, the burrito is like that perfect, uh, greasy, yeah. like short order type burrito. It's It's been there for me in many a moment yeah. where I've needed it. There's also the downside. I won't shout out to those restaurants, but a few of those that you think might look really good because of what they're serving. Yeah. You walk in, you're really? like, oh, boy. Pretty disappointing. But yeah. there's a lot of, you know, that's Chicago style. They serve a little of everything. Right? Yeah. You get a burrito, a hot dog, a hamburger. <laughs> Generally, they have like a, a euro, euro or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. They, have, they have the euro app. It's like the, the woman from like the 1980s holding like the euro. Like, like she's clearly never taken a bite out of a euro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a place down here. Uh, it's like a, it's more of a it's a more of a lunch and like immediately after workplace in yeah. loop. It's the um, no, no, it's a whole like it's revival food hall. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You been there? I feel like I've heard of it. Is this? It's on Clark. It's also on Clark. It's okay. further up. It's not it's what like, I thought it was. All right, it's like Clark and Madison or so. It's got like five or six restaurants. It's great. It's got great food. Okay. Um, it's already some of it's already turned over. Where I'm like, oh wow, that place is no longer no longer there. Oh man! Um, but the place that replaced it was good. It's good. It's like a thing. It's called the Royale Bar, and you know, oh, yep. the Royale with cheese. So oh. They serve one of those. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that, but I did have their cocktail roll, and that was damn good. I love a cocktail. Yeah, that was damn good. Oh man! There's this restaurant back when I was working at the movie theater, and it was like right in between the train station and the movie theater. It was on the DePaul campus. Probably still there. I haven't been, and I'm realizing as I'm talking about it that I've already forgotten its name. Um, You're talking about the uh, Regal Theater there? It's on yeah. The Maxwell? Yeah. Um, but I'm talking about... Complex? Uh, I'm talking about... It's, it's, it's on DePaul. It's it's on Fullerton. Oh. And it, it like looks like kind of... It's kind of got a Cheney vibe. Um, but they do these cotty rolls, and you get the, the fry... That's masala fries, and they have this amazing sauce. And I, I would, like, treat myself every so often... Get that cardi roll with the fries. It was yeah. fucking phenomenal. <laughs> oh man, we yeah. need to stop talking about yeah, food because yeah. I'm gonna so my, get... my stomach's gonna melt. And that, ca- I mean, um, it's, we are we're over an hour now. So oh, we're at that okay. time. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, we can we can uh, start uh, the Steve Israel Memorial movie. question. Yeah. Um, now you said beforehand you've been thinking about this. Yeah. Well, when you invited me on, my first thought was that's going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, oh, just to remind our listen listeners, or for any new listeners, yes. what the Steve Israel Memorial question is. Uh, sorry to interrupt. No, no. Uh, it's uh, what's the craziest thing you're willing to admit you believe in? Um, back to you, Rick. Yeah. Well, um, so that's a, that's a weird one because I don't know of anything like crazy or weird that I sort of believe in. Yeah, you're boring and normal. I am. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I. You don't believe in any in any conspiracy theories or anything. Like no, that. not really. And my whole thing with the conspiracy theory is like, you know, come on, no one can keep secrets. I mean, there'd always be someone who's going to spill something. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um. But so I actually went to my girlfriend and was like. What is the weirdest, craziest thing I believe in? Mm-hmm. And she she sort of told me, you, you don't. There's really nothing. You have that scientific yeah. mindset type of thought. Yeah. But she 
quickly said, you're free to talk about some of mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to uh, sort of skirt it, kind of. But I'm going to throw okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's okay. Ashley Bird, who I know will listen to this at some point in time. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Thanks Ashley. for listening. Thank Thanks you. for the support. Thank you so much for <laughs> um, Subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> we were... <laughs> She, we, I don't remember, we were pretty early in dating, and the conversation came up, and it's one of those that's come up several times in the past. Uh, she's a firm believer of ghosts. Okay. Okay. And I'll provide some background. So she went to college at Gettysburg. You, uh, okay. Gettysburg yeah, yeah. Okay. The Gettysburg. The Gettysburg. Yeah. Pennsylvania. And I feel like I knew someone who went there. Ashley. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it all makes sense now. But they had, uh, but they had ghosts. That was you know pretty much a thing that they kind of always acknowledged. And the Civil had, War ghosts, I'm assuming. She had one that I think was called like the General, and he would supposedly walk in and sort of stand there and then leave. She had now I think she had that one, and she had another one that was wait. A, so she saw these. She experienced them, is what I will say. Okay. Okay. Uh, she wanted to provide more detailed analysis, but she there was a, a general, and he would wander through and leave, or mm-hmm. you know, shake a bat or something. There was a, a woman, like an older woman, who must have been the head of a household, who did not like when boys stayed over or did not like cursing. Uh, but if you talk to her in a pleasant manner, she'd kind of leave you alone. She yeah. talks about how this woman uh, opened her door in her bedroom, you know, shut it and like locked it. And Ashley spoke up like, Mrs. So-and-so, you're scaring me. The door unlocked and reopened. And then I was like, okay... And then she talks about that's creepy. Yeah. A, oh man, I'm getting chills. <laughs> uh, a little boy who was like an orphan or, or something hiding in this in this building. Yeah. And as people were looking for him or trying to get to him or whatever was happening, he went and he hid out of the window. And then when the people left and someone tried to go to get him to come back in, he was gone. But you could still find handprints on the on the outside of the windows. Oh my god! So oh my god! I will say. Uh, you have to have her come on and she'll do a whole spiel about these, mm-hmm. but as far as the Steve Israel Memorial question, I'll have to say I'm boring as hell when it comes to that. She, on the other hand, ghosts, uh, all sorts of other things. So, I know that's the, the worst way to actually... <laughs> no, it's alright. <laughs> Even hearing that second hand, that was thrilling. Yeah. Uh, but she's got she's got a ton of them. And I, I, don't, I don't believe in ghosts. I hate to say it. Uh, I'm not, not a conspiracy theory. I mean, every once in a while you hear about conspiracy theory that comes true, right? To ski yeah. the airbed. Uh, Air Force experiment with NLSD. But they come out because someone finally is like, oh yeah, we totally did that. Whereas Along. I don't see someone coming out and like, yeah, we never did get to the moon. Or, yeah, all these right, other Right, like the really crazy yeah. Like the real crazy yeah. ones. Actually, there's there's something, this is, uh, this since you mentioned the Air Force, I, like, do you know like how the G-limits are like were established like the, the limits for like human uh, experience of like acceleration, you know, mm-hmm. so like for fire piles essentially. Well, I did space camp years and years and years yeah. ago, and one of the space camp things you did is you got the G force thing, they yeah. swung me around, and we got to like I think three or four Gs, and yeah. that's a, a lot, right? Yeah, especially for so. Camp, I'm yeah. assume my assumption is they probably did is spit them till they passed out. Oh no, dude! So this is um, I, I I don't remember how I got onto this thread, but I started reading about this, and it's like one dude took it upon himself to experiment on himself, like for the Air Force. Oh. And he oh, built all this apparatus to do it. And um, there was one time I like the, the last time he did it, he exceeded he exceeded the like 
that currently don't specs by a lot. I think he went up to 15 G's. Like currently, like oh my god, currently where people Jesus pass out, Christ. like where fighter pilots pass out, is like is like nine because of the special suits and they pump the blood back in. Mm. Uh, I think normal people pass out out around like six or seven. So he um he he I think he got up to 15. And actually, the story is he uh, uh when he did that, all the blood vessels in his eyes burst. Oh god! Wow, yeah. it was crazy. You yeah. know, oh. when we did ours, I remember they would sit there and they were like, you "Remember, you're breathing, and it's not hard to breathe, but yeah. you, know, you can feel the pressure." But it's more like lift your arms. You're like, "Oh, this is hard. This is hard." Yeah. But at that point in time, you'd just be like plastered against the, yeah. the wall with everything flying off the back. Of you. Yeah. Um. The the good thing about the story, the guy didn't go blind. Like he, like I think he temporarily did for like a week or two, mm-hmm. but then like it, he recovered and he he, can, he still sees. Uh-huh. But like it was just. He, he was like, I, I guess we need to do this because war and Cold War and shit. And, um, I mean, it, it just feel like you read about the things that people did, mm-hmm. uh, especially like related to military stuff and like, and the risks they took on their own bodies. It's like insane. There's another one, which is, um, has to do with the Manhattan Project, yeah. which is, um, so you have like two cores of, um, essentially plutonium, uranium, whatever, like radioactive material that, that could, if you have the correct amount of mass if you put them together goes critical and actually like explodes and becomes a nuke right so like when people did measurements with these things right like what one guy used to do was they have two cores right they're basically spherical uh pieces of metal and he has a screwdriver wedged between them and he turns the screwdriver to make them come closer to each other and, and like that's how he takes the measurements and like one time he actually like it slipped or something it fucking would like the cores went together. It was basically going to go critical. He took his bare hand and threw and threw the core off, and he actually died like pretty shortly afterwards, like maybe like within a month or something. And but that was the stuff people did. But it but, was nuts. Within that month, like how much superpower did he have? Yeah. <laughs> Does that be extreme? Now he was I mean, like hulking out on the regular, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I took a, a class in, in college. It was an intensive writing class. It was the history of human experimentation, and, and if you had to take both a positive and a negative approach to why these were good or bad. Yeah. And it, half of it would be easy. Yes, it was a terrible thing for uh, the government to do these things or for whatever whatever group yeah. of history was experimenting on something. But, but also, I mean, just to, just to clarify, the people in these cases were taking it upon themselves to do it. Right. There was no, there was no coercion by the government for them. Right. But we still had those the, the conversations, uh, yeah. like Lure and Pasteur and all these people who of course, you know, yeah, did also, these things yeah. and did them to themselves. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's a pro, and you know what's the negative side and some of that. Um, but it's like one of those things where you're not going to get away with it. Someone comes out and talk about it. It's, you know, that conspiracy theory angle yeah. will never truly exist because of that. It's fun to think about. And yeah. Cool to think the Denver airport is some super hidden military base with crazy shit happening. I mean, it is. Have you seen that horse? <laughs> but it's, it's Denver. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not. Oh, sorry. It's not a military base. Sorry. It's it's like uh, it's it's just like run. It's, by got, the, it's, it's run by demons. It's got it's underground tunnels, man. Yeah. It's like probably one's here in Chicago. There's underground tunnels here in Chicago. That's true. They are underground. Tunnels. All over. Yeah. Yeah. Trains are going though. And people peddling, man. Yeah, there's peddling. Well, that's true. There's, there's peddling tours now. I was thinking of just like the main ones. I mean, I <laughs> there there are steam tunnels in the, under Caltech that like the um. There's a specific house that uh, I feel like every college has this like steam. Yeah, they're all like the old steam heats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was a, it was a, like yeah. you will be kicked out of the college if you sneak into them. So oh no, there's very much like a. Ooh, there's a specific a house that actually has a culture built around like knowing everything in there. It's the Blacker House, like. They go. They're called. We like the 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 
the um the nickname for them are, are is moles. So they they they're the house that loves. Those are the doing, underground men. Yeah, they do a lot of like mechanical engineering stuff. They like doing that, like building stuff. And the part and the part of that is like lock picking, and part of that is like exploring the steam tunnels. And uh, I mean, there for for ditch day, we would do like there would be things that are there in the tunnels that, and I would go in there and be the first time I'd be basically have ever gone into them. Oh, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, they're they're there. Wow, they're tunnel. I never went into the the steam tunnels in Williamsburg. It was too much. I was too scared because, like, they they always threatened you with. Yeah. Um, if you go in there, you'll like that's an automatic. You get kicked out. Immediate expulsion, no questions asked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I never did the steam tunnels in Indiana, although at half the time it probably was not anywhere near the area where you actually entered and exited. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know where it would start. Yeah. Yep. Though that's probably um, that's probably where all the conspiracies are happening, you know, yeah, where, where all the secret societies are meeting and yeah. uh, where they're all plotting something. The lizard men are constructing yeah. their next president, yes. and probably ours. Which well, against the fish man president, mm -hmm. it's the same one. They're just wearing a human suit. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, sorry to bum you out, guys. If I ever come up with anything crazy, or whatever, I will immediately send you a text or an email, like. Oh my god, I do believe in something like that. <laughs> oh, yes. And we'll immediately have you back on for a breaking report yeah. of... When the when the Earth is found to actually be flat, I will be the first person here to admit that I did believe it was round. Yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. That's not the two-year anniversary? No? <laughs> we declare that the Earth is flat. Yeah. That's the two-year anniversary plan. Totally not yeah. true. What, okay. are, what are some good ones, though, for that question you guys have had? I have a shitty memory. I, I like. I, I know there have been good ones. I'm thinking uh, back to it. Like Rebecca mentioned, go, like one of her houses that she that she lived in was like yeah. she believed that it was haunted, and her brothers okay. also believed that. Was it Liz's also haunted? Or oh yeah, yeah. That was also. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, she does. She just. She said it, she didn't necessarily completely believe it was ghosts, but it was like. It was, you know, something about the room was wrong. Or yeah. yeah. Which I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Couldn't know how to believe in ghosts. Yeah. I was like, what was Daryl's? Fuck, I have a shitty memory. This is, oh, I'm we, a bad we, podcast. It was a lot of we, we, we talked about um the, the pizza thing. I forget what it was called. Like We talked about Pizzagate? No, no, not Pizzagate, but it was a pizza-related thing. It was a, a guy that believed that he... Oh, you're talking about the Noid, which the we Noid. brought up before the Steve Israel Memorial. Oh, we did. Uh, oh, the the guy who went on like the shooting spree because yeah. he thought the North yeah. was after him. Yeah, yeah. Well, technically he took hostages. He didn't oh. kill anyone. Oh, okay. that's, I believe how it went. Uh, but yeah, his like last name was the Noid, and so we thought that Domino's was making fun of him. Avoid the oh, we talked. Oh, we touched on it for for Liz. It was like the uh, the Bernstein Bears or the Bernstein Bears. Oh, oh yeah. the Mandela effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, yeah, I mean, I remember them being Bernstein. Steen, I think. I yeah. Don't but yeah, when it comes up, like, oh, okay, I probably had it wrong because I just don't remember what it was. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm certain it was Berenstein. Oh, you were? I'm dead certain. You're, you're positive they were. They I'm were of, positive they were God's chosen. Zero A's. They were of God's chosen. Yes. I was very positive. <laughs> no, because like I don't know when I was a kid. Never. Whenever I read a book, and I was like, that feels Jewish. That always made me excited. <laughs> when the Rugrats were Jewish. Dude, the Rugrats are half the, Jewish. No, the Rugrats definitely have to be Jewish. Last thing is Pickles. Yeah, and uh, as everyone knows, Pickles are super Jewish. They're kosher. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of the kids is named Dill. Um, oh my it, god, wait, there was a kid named Dill on that show? Yeah, the, the 
Because so eventually, I think at the in the movie, the little brother was born, and the little brother oh, okay. was named Dill. Yeah. But also, they they had like a Passover special, which just okay. like no other cartoon was doing at the time was acknowledging Jewish holidays that weren't Hanukkah. So that like blew me away. I um, um I, I read an article recently about um I think it was the Disturbed singer yeah. who I believe is Jewish, and he mentioned that when he heard uh he heard Taka's creepy death, he was like, yeah. Do you guys know that song? I don't. No. I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I, no, I it's about the, what's it? It's about the plagues, you know, like the oh, Egyptians. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. so like, okay. It's like, like the first line is like, slaves, Hebrews born to serve the Pharaoh. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, and, and it's like told from the perspective of like the angel, you know, that, that, uh, that kills all the, all the firstborn sons. It's like, yeah, I'm creeping death. Well, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, and quick. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, like, Mtaka wrote a song for us. Is that was thank yeah. you, Metallica. Yeah. I knew I liked you for God's a chosen there are other and now Metallica's too. chosen people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just gonna say the Berenstein Bears. Uh, not only is their name turns out not to be very Jewish, uh, they're very much not of the chosen people because the guy who writes them is like super evangelical Christian. Uh, is what I found out like a couple years ago. Uh, Jan and Stan Berenstein aren't. Yeah. Good think. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to add that note real quick before we got too far away from it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but that's, oh man, that's cool. I didn't know the Disturbed guy was Jewish. I don't know. I went through a, like, there's a phase where I was, like, being Jewish and it was exciting to learn when, like, famous people were Jewish. Right, yeah. And now it's just, like, now I know it's, like, every famous person is Jewish. So is, it's not is it amazing because anymore. Adam Sandler had that song that came out when you were a child? And that was pretty he, awesome. He hasn't updated it in several years, so we don't know. No, there were like four Hanukkah songs, dude. Oh, really? No, but I don't. I feel like he hasn't updated it since then. Oh. Yeah. Um, the first one's the the main good one. I feel like uh, kind of diminishing returns. Probably because well, yeah, he has to be less and less famous Jewish Jewish people. Yeah. 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 Once you just get down to someone's grandpa, it's not really as much fun. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. So this is the headline. It's like David Draymond. <laughs> On hearing Metallica's creeping death for the first time, every single Jewish kid thought, oh, Metallica wrote a song first. First of all, I'm part of every, and I didn't think that. Well, that's because I didn't know that about yeah, Metallica. Yeah, you were you even alive when that director came out? I don't I think I was alive. Wasn't. My brother was super into Metallica, but he wasn't super into the Jewish thing, so yeah, and he I, probably wouldn't care. Yeah, it's, um, it's like that, that record came out in 84, so like I wasn't alive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was that their first record? No, no, no. The first was 83. That's, oh, yeah. okay. Uh, Red Lightning was like 84. And like maybe it's like 82, 83 or something like that. Okay. But this is still with Dave Mustang then. No, no, no. The, the, he never oh. he never released one of the, the mainline albums. I mean, oh, he they, didn't? No, no. Oh, I thought he did like the first couple. No, he wrote songs on them, but he, yeah, he, he, he never, on, played, he oh, never okay. played on. He played on like the first demo, but he didn't play on their actual like proper albums. Oh, okay. No, he never played on them. Oh, so he, they ditched him in 82? Yeah, the um, the story actually for that is uh, this is like a brutal story, man. It's not it's not terrible, but it's like it's uh, so they they um, I think they, they get a call from uh, the guys at Old Bridge, New Jersey, where like they, that that actually want to sign them. I think this is what it was, and they're like, okay, we we want to get you out here, want to record the record, right? And uh, so they get they pack everything up and they they drive to essentially New Jersey, New York area, tri state area. And like once they get there, like they, the guys turn around and gave and basically give uh give Dave a, a bus ticket home, and that was it. 
Yeah, I think I remember something about um, this is way back when VH1 had behind the music, so there's an idea of how old I am. Yeah. Um, and this is like new episodes that he was like a mean drunk or something, and they were like, oh, we, yeah. we were like trying to figure out like how to get rid of him, and then yeah, the idea was like, you just stay on the bus, and then like yeah, he kind of rode off. Yeah, I think I yeah, I think I saw that episode actually. That might have been yeah. where I remember the story from. But yeah, I was like, I was like, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people have a brutal way of getting rid yeah. of band members. Yeah, just ask Beyonce and Destiny's Child. Mm. Well, they had that Super Bowl reunion, right? Did they? That was the original members, right? I don't know. I don't know much about Beyonce, if I'm being honest. I know that's awful. I know. I'm sorry, Queen Queen Bay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, I think there was like uh, they they had like three cast offs or something from the original Destiny, or like as it progressed to start. I just remember that jumping song. Yeah, yeah. That's all I know about jumping. Jump, jump yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't know much about Destiny's Child. Or Metallica, apparently. I don't know. Well, we should we should wrap it up soon. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Any plugs? Gosh, I have... <laughs> uh, I work at the University of Illinois Hospital, so get your health care at UI Health. Uh, that's always helpful. But no, I mean, other than plugging for other people, I mean, I don't really have anything going on. That's cool. All right. right. Mike, do we have any plugs? I don't. I don't. Uh, just follow me at, at First Place Burger, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, high five me if you see me on the street. Um, yeah, for me, I'm doing stuff. Um, Simply Sugar at the Crowd, one of the house teams. Come see us on Friday nights. And um, I'm doing some uh, MD for a group called, a hip hop improv group called the Job, a tribe called Johnny Quest. Uh, we don't currently have any shows lined up, but when we do, I'll let you guys know. And then I'm doing a class where we'll we'll have a musical at the end of it. Just look out for that. So yeah, that's kind of where where I'm at. Very cool. All right, RAF from uh, Eco Zach and Rick X Y Z podcast signing off. Bye bye. Later. Bye. All right.